Welcome to the Hardware Asylum Podcast Extras. In this episode, we talk about some crazy stuff that we saw on the internet, including popcorn time and mass drop. I'm your host, Dennis Garcia, and with me today, I have Darren McCain. In many of the extras, we like to talk about games and hardware and overclocking, cars. Yeah, you know, nothing important. Nothing really important. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we have to bring in some of the shit we find on the internet. That's right. And you have a doozy, and I, I'm really impressed with this implementation, <laughs> and it's called uh, Popcorn Time. That's right. You know, I like to spend a little bit of time researching things on the internet. And it turns out that the other day, Dennis, my wife and I were looking for a new series to watch. And we had seen some uh, previews for a CW show called iZombie. And this isn't Apple related, right? No, in fact, it's kind of funny. This is based on a a, uh, comic book, if you will. But it's a kind of a silly comedy. And I don't want to talk a lot about that except for to say we looked for the pilot episode of iZombie on all these services that we pay for. So Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, DirecTV On Demand. And it turns out that all of these services, including, I might add, the CW application, which... Which is, that's the company that funded the whole project, exactly. right? I mean, it's a CW show. Um, none of them had the pilot episode on it, the actual first episode for us to check out this uh, show. So I got to looking out there. And as it would turn out... I discovered through an article that I think was originally on the Wall Street Journal, but I found it through uh, ChiChi.com. We'll put the uh, the link on there. A little application called Popcorn Time. So this isn't related to like microwave popcorn, right? <laughs> no. In fact, uh, Popcorn Time is, is maybe a game changer, Dennis. In fact, this reminds me a lot of when Napster first hit the scene. And you know, I don't say that lightly because... Napster was the tremendous game changer for MP3s. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about Popcorn Time. This may be the game changer for torrents, especially when it comes to video torrents. Okay. Now, thinking back, you know, this is over 10 years ago when BitTorrent became a thing. Right. You know, I downloaded the client, I was running it, and it was focused mostly on bringing down Napster or Napster like <laughs> right? things, right? So, you could find music, and one of the options in the client was stream this song. Right. So I would find, you know, um, you know, Ride the Lightning from Metallica. Sure. Which is <laughs> a big one that brought down Napster, right? So when I find this torrent, I can say, okay, I want to stream it. And you click stream, and based on your internet connection and how powerful the swarm was, you might be able to get enough bandwidth to be able to stream that song and play it. Sure. Now, the danger was... That never happened. <laughs> right. So you would have to download it and save it to your hard drive. And that's where a lot of the um, legality sort of stepped in. And the well, fact yeah. that you're sharing it with everybody else that is within the storm. Well, and part of the reason that didn't work is you got your bits and pieces, your file seemingly at random based on their availability and mm-hmm. the speed that they were supplied. Yeah, you might get the end of the song first. Right. So popcorn time is, well, I mean, it honestly... I'm looking at it right now, and I know you're looking at it with me, but for the folks at home, it is difficult to describe how polished this application is without seeing it. So I want to take a second and step back and just read you from the About Popcorn Time page. Popcorn Time is the result of many developers and designers 
putting a bunch of APIs together to make the experience of watching torrent movies as simple as possible. We are an open source project. We are from all over the world. We love our movies. And boy, do we love popcorn. Made with love by a bunch of geeks from around the world. And the reason I wanted to start there, Dennis, is because the fact that this has become an open source project is really what makes this such a big threat to services like Hulu or HBO Go, for example. Mm -hmm. Because this has been released to the wild, so anybody can, you know, write a little API or a code or a plugin for this particular Popcorn Time application and release it out there. And if it's adapted, it would become part of the next build and released into the wild. So this is what keeps this from being really difficult to make go away like Napster was or any of your FCC cease and desist. So Popcorn Time is, for lack of a better term, an open source API that allows you through a really just polished interface to go out and find a movie or TV series or anime and stream it on the internet. And if you didn't know that that particular piece of media was pirated, you would never know because it's not that much different than browsing a movie or a book or something that you might have in your local library. Right. So speaking of like the pirated aspect of it, um, talk about or mention like what kind of videos are available right now on the homepage. So let's take an example. So Popcorn Time divides your content into three major categories. And of course, you can do search like any good mm-hmm. front end. But it's movies, TV series, and anime. So using movies as an example, well, in fact, let's start with TV series. So we talked about my wife and I looking for this iZombie and what led me to Popcorn Time. And I opened up the TV series tab looking for iZombie. And what do I get on the front page? I get shows like Game of Thrones, which is widely regarded as the most pirated TV series, maybe the most pirated video content of all time. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad's on here, Sherlock, which is a great series I'd recommend that's very difficult to find. And these are all shows that you could find through one of these other services that I have, like Hulu or Netflix, if you paid for all those services and your timing is right. But the reality is, is they're right there in front of you. And, and that's not enough. You can type in the search engine iZombie like I did. Mm-hmm. And it will show you all of the episodes. And it actually, you know, as I'm doing it right now, it actually gives you the option to stream the videos, you know, essentially real time. It lets you pick your episodes It lets you choose your quality level. It gives you, like in this case, the IMDb profile, including the ratings, the time, and it gives you a little red, yellow, green icon that determines the quality. Yeah, and that's that's normal BitTorrent stuff based on the power of the stream. Exactly. But like Hulu or Netflix or whatever, I can queue these puppies up. I can watch them. It will watch them without commercial interruption. Mm-hmm. And it will automatically start the next one until I tell it to stop. So you can binge watch this like Netflix is famous for. Crazy. Now, in terms of binge watching, I mean, I have Dish at my house. Right. And, you know, and I have it hooked into the DVR. So one of the popular shows around my house is uh, Criminal Minds, for instance. Right. And those episodes will record based on when they're aired from the network. So you may get the latest episode that shows on like a Thursday or Tuesday or something like that. But the filler episodes may not happen in progression. So you might have to wait a couple of weeks before it fills in episodes seven, eight, and nine when you got 10 
<laughs> exactly. Yesterday. And even more maddening is if you're juggling surfaces like I have, then you might miss the first couple episodes and Hulu only holds the last five. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to wait until it's old enough that another service like Amazon or Netflix picks it up before you can see those shows that are in the gap. Yeah. So just for fun, while you were talking, I typed into the popcorn time search engine, just C-R-I-M, and there I've got 10 seasons of Criminal Minds and one season of Criminal Minds Suspect Behavior. And if I click on Criminal Minds, I can tell you dun, 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 fairly quickly here, even on my tablet, that there are several episodes available. Now, I can't promise that they're all here, of course, because that would be dependent on the torrents, and mm-hmm. Criminal Minds has been out for a long time. But the reality is, is it's just that simple, and that's what makes it such a threat. Now, clicking on movies, for example, shows me, well, pretty much everything that's been in the red box or that type of service for a while. But there are shows like Jupiter Ascending, for example, that aren't out on video. Now, they're close. Mm -hmm. I've got 50 Shades of Grey out here, you know, um, that sort of stuff. And by the time this podcast launched, that was available on Blu-ray, but... if you've ever surfed a torrent site looking for a movie, you see a lot of handicams that might have come out of Russia or Korea sure. or something like that. And there's an amazing selection. And these are, I mean, I, again, I can't help but stress that the interface is just so gorgeous and simple that, I mean, honestly, you would never know these were a pirate if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And there is legit content out there. I don't want to give the impression that this is only a pirate front end, but really that is where it shines. So, of course... You can look your services up. Now, some of the other things that we haven't talked about uh, are the ability to you know, go out here and sign up for a service called Track TV that will allow you to use Popcorn Time like a DVR. Mm-hmm. It will actually let you know when there are new services available. You can go out here and you can choose um, to favorite something. I mean, you can go out here and, in fact, maybe the most interesting thing is that Popcorn Time will also comes with a built-in Popcorn Time VPN. Now that is that's the game changer, really, because um, you know I hate to admit this, but you know I've downloaded some questionable stuff off <laughs> no. of BitTorrent, and I've gotten my ISP like saying, "Well, you know, somebody's asking about your IP address. We don't disclose, blah blah blah." And you kind of have to wonder what it is that you know, these legal companies are coming in and looking at IP addresses in the swarm, in the in the BitTorrent swarm, and they're just sending out blanket messages to the ISP saying, you need to stop this person from sharing this content because that's the way BitTorrent works. Once right. you start downloading, you're actually also sharing that content. It may not be complete, but the fact that you're in the storm, that's that's the legal danger. Now, if you had a VPN that put your IP address in some foreign country like Sweden or Finland or somewhere outside of the, you know, we're in the U S outside of the the U S legal jurisdiction, then there's not much of a danger, at least in terms of um, having people come after you. Well, exactly. Now, the one thing that is important to notice is that the VPN isn't free, but it is definitely a very competitive And if you haven't looked into a VPN, there are a lot of really good, legitimate reasons to have a VPN. But probably the most important is just simply to keep your internet service away from the government. Yeah. And there are a lot of good reasons why you want to do that that don't have anything to do with doing something you shouldn't (laughs) be doing. Right. Well, and a lot of these VPN services, like the the BitTorrent ones, are primarily a... um, 
And kind of like a remote shell somewhere else. Sure. So that you log into that and then that's where your torrent it comes from. Now, this particular VPN is likely tied mostly to popcorn time. Um, it looks like, uh, yeah, that may be the way that they're monetizing their service because since popcorn time is out there as an open source thing, I mean, the, the genie's out of the bottle. They can't charge you for it. I mean, it'd be nice if they did donate where, but um, the reality is, is that by purchasing their VPN, they get a little money back. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. If you find something like this useful, you should definitely contribute. Now, to be fair, we don't want to condone piracy. That's not something that here at Hardware Asylum we feel like you should be out doing. But what we want to point out is the fact that a front end this polished looks so great, works so well, and is such a threat to services like Netflix and HBO Go really just shows you that there's a pent-up demand for this type of service. Right, especially when you have a service like Netflix that touts itself as saying, we have every movie available. And when you go to Netflix and you're looking for the pilot episode of iZombie, (laughs) which you can find on YouTube of all places, and you can't get an HD quality version of it from the company that paid for the movie to begin with. Yeah, it's just a lost opportunity. It just shows you that there are huge problems with the models that exist today. And this is the same thing that Napster broke in the market, Mm -hmm. is the problems with music distribution as they existed at that time. And things like iTunes have shown that there is a great opportunity. If you can put a slick front end together, if you can get enough buy-in, if you can make it easy, like popcorn time, then, you know, folks will come. So anyway, I'd encourage you to check this out, use it legitimately, or protect yourself. Remember, we're never going to encourage you to pirate. In keeping with our themes of finding crazy stuff on the internet, Darren has come up with another website called Mastrop. <laughs> Mastrop.com. So it, this, is a, this is like a shopping site, right? Well, sort of. You know, long-time listeners will know that I'm a huge fan of sites like Kickstarter, for example, and I'm always kind of looking for an opportunity to get technology and save a buck, right? Well, of course. You know, it's all about the budget. Not everybody can afford to shell out for the hottest hardware all the time. Well, at least without uh, finding a way to save a little money. Yeah, yeah. So Massdrop is a website that I came across uh, really through a Facebook app ad for something unrelated. In fact, it was a board game, one of my other passions. Mm-hmm. So I want to read Mastrop's vision statement from their homepage at mastrop.com. We're bringing enthusiasts together. Join the largest community commerce platform in the world. That's kind of generic, right? Yeah, a little bit. So what Mastrop is, is a website that takes enthusiasts from some very specific areas And it gives them an opportunity to band together and make essentially a mass purchase. Now, what a mass purchase is, Mm -hmm. is an opportunity for like-minded individuals to say, hey, if we can get maybe 100, 200 people together to purchase your product, what kind of discount will you give us? Right. And that's actually not an old, or not an old, but not a new notion in the marketplace. It's not. You know, like, for instance, uh, Shopco. Or not Shopco, but Costco. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. misspeaking now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Costco, it's a big warehouse uh, sort of retail store. And they're all over the world. I saw one in Taiwan, which is kind of amazing. Wow. 
But uh, the Costco model is they want to sell a certain brand of television, so they buy 500 of them for one particular store. And then they sell them at a discounted price because they got a, they were able to buy them at a less price. Uh, these might be white box models where there's not a lot of fancy graphics well, on the sure. outside. Um, and they pass that savings on to the consumer. Well, the whole concept of, of a mass buy or a group buy really is designed around the buying power of having a guaranteed group of purchasers. And so mass drop gives us the opportunity to do that. It has really only three functions and two major functions. Uh, the first is uh, what we call the uh, the vote tab. Okay. So, so I'm assuming, um, well, I, as we've seen before, or as you've showed me before, an enthusiast can come in and say, I want to get a better price for some Shure headphones. Sure. And they'll submit this to MassDrop. And then that goes into the voting stage where you might get a certain amount of people come in and say, hey, I would love to get a great price on those headphones. Those are, you know, something I want. Well, that's a perfect description. So when I talk about the different types of enthusiasts, MassDrop divides these folks up into some major categories. And some examples are Hobby Shop, which is where you find your board games and card games and that sort of thing. Audiophiles, you know, food and kitchen, pro audio, technology, ultralight camping, vaping, that sort of stuff. So they've got some kind of high-level categories. But you've described it very well, Dennis. In fact, uh, as an example, let's take one of the categories that's available right now, which is mechanical keyboards. Yeah, it's kind of near and dear to our hearts, right? Yeah, a little bit. So what you've got is somebody, a user RSX19, decided that they were interested in mechanical keyboards. So they submitted one or more mechanical keyboards to the community for a vote. And what happens is each member gets a chance to go out there and place three votes on the keyboards that they'd be most interested in purchasing if they could get a good enough discount. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not committed to buy, which is kind of the beauty behind it. So you can just say, hey, these three look like the cool ones. What can you do for me? When enough votes are gathered, the mass drop folks, for lack of a better term, will go to the manufacturer of that keyboard and they will say, hey, we have, you know, in this case, 1,510 votes for the JD40 Control Alt Design keyboard. If we can get enough people would you give us a discount on that and Uh maybe the manufacturer comes back and says hey yeah if you can get 200 people we'll drop the price to 99 dollars or if you get 500 people we'd maybe go 79 dollars so what happens once the voting is complete is they take the top category or if they get enough votes maybe several categories and they go to those manufacturers and they arrange the mass drop that takes us to the buying tab Uh and the buying tab you can look at the products where the manufacturers accepted the deal and they're going to give you, uh, let me give you an example here from one that's open right now in the tech field. We talked about headphones already, so um, microphones, that sort of stuff. So what are we looking at right now? Say the uh, Recoil Cord Winder. Yeah, it's kind of a cheap product, right? Maybe yeah. you wouldn't purchase it for its MSRP of twenty seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But if enough people purchase it, the price drops to eighteen nineteen, then sixteen seventy nine, then fifteen thirty nine. Well, if you're like me, Dennis, you might say, "Well, I don't need a recoil card winder for twenty eight bucks, but at fifteen, yeah, why not?" Yeah, it's kind of like impulse buy at that point. Exactly, and that's just one example. And we have, I mean, 
Lots of them. Now, there are other examples, too. The other thing about MassDrop that's so neat is there's a really a pretty solid community behind it mm-hmm. that I think uh, our listeners will really appreciate because oh, we're all kind of enthusiasts in our little niches. Mm-hmm. And as an example, there's a current mass drop for a gaming chair. And who doesn't like a really great gaming chair, right? Well, At kinda. least a good computer chair. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so chair. there's a company that makes a DX Racer chair. Maybe you've heard of these things. Yeah, those are one of the more popular ones. They kind of have the Ricarlo design with some... You know, five-point wheels on the bottom? Yeah, now this is a pretty sexy chair, but it has an MSRP of 459 And let's face it, it's a high-quality chair designed to look sort of like a professional racing chair in a race car. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, Dennis, but call me a cheapskate, but 459 is a lot for a chair, even a fancy one like a DX Racer. Yeah. And well, it's kind of a little silly, to be honest. <laughs> a little bit, especially when you could spend that kind of money and get actually a comfortable leather at chair that might give you a little bit more support. Exactly. Now, this is probably a pretty cool chair, and they certainly look cool, but there's an awful lot of chairs in that purchase. But if you and enough like-minded friends said, well, maybe if we got a good enough discount. Well, we went to the DX Racer folks through Mass Drop, and they said, all right, well, we could do three ninety nine ninety nine. And then enough people are interested, they dropped the price to three seventy nine ninety nine. Now, uh, granted, that's still a lot for a chair, but when you consider it started with an MSRP of four fifty nine, yeah, that's quite a bit of a discount. Exactly, and in this case, this drop is going to only be one hundred and fifty chairs max. So, uh, you know, you might want to get in on that sort of thing. And if that's not your gig, well, you certainly can go out to the vote and propose another product. So you can see how the community is important. And the reason I brought up the chair is the third leg of Mass Drop, which is the community, means that every drop has a active discussion where like-minded enthusiasts are talking about these products. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things about it is because there is a voting process, you can talk about what products you like and which ones you're voting for and why, but you can also recommend alternative products during the voting phase. But during the purchase phase, you can go out and look at reviews, look at videos. People are going to be talking about the product or alternatives. Mm -hmm. Maybe the DX Racer isn't for you, but maybe someone in the forum is going to say, hey, at $199, I found this really great chair at (laughs) Amazon.com. And one of the nice things about it is they really make a huge effort. And granted, maybe the site is fairly new, but there isn't a lot of trolling. Really, it's like-minded enthusiasts that already have an interest in this chair talking about the pros and cons. Yeah, well, they all have a, a common a common quest. I mean, they somebody says, well, I want to get a good price on this DX chair. My friend has one. I want to get one too. Exactly. If I can get a couple hundred people to band with me, then I can get a, a really good price on it. They will get a really good price on it. And mm-hmm. that... That benefits the DX Racer folks. That benefits everybody. Well, exactly. It gives you a chance to talk good about the product. And it also gives a chance to have folks that have experience or maybe an expert on chairs to flow in. So as an example, I mean, Dennis, you and I have more knowledge than the average computer hardware purchaser. So we might go out and say, hey, if you're looking at purchasing a video card, maybe we'd recommend these 970s or 980s, depending on what your budget is. Mm Mm-hmm. People would vote, but we have the opportunity to provide feedback on that and why we think that a particular brand is better than another. 
and that gives a chance for folks to vote accordingly and maybe get a great deal on a video card. Yeah. Well, and also on the flip side, I noticed that it's not necessarily super high-end gear either. No, no. I mean, you showed me um, a Cooler Master um, stand for a tablet. That's right. So pulling that one up, this is the Cooler Master Jazz Mini Aluminum Stand. Now, Dennis, I know you have some experience with this product. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a great example of a product that I would say, all right, well, what do I need an aluminum stand for my tablet or for my phone? Yeah, it just kind of seems silly sometimes. Yeah, especially when you consider that the manufacturer's suggested retail price is 30 bucks. Yeah, and that's not terrible, really. Mm-hmm. It. it it's a very quality stand. Obviously, it's made out of aluminum. Right. It's got a, a good hinge on one end that's got a friction mount on it so that mm-hmm. it only opens a certain amount. Got rubber pads on the bottom so it doesn't slide around your table, and it, it generally protects your tablet. All right. So you've kind of sold me on it, but yeah. not at 30 bucks. But no. thanks to MasterOp, uh, enough like-minded folks, in this case 544, have already been interested. Drop that price down to eleven ninety nine plus three dollars and eight cents shipping, and that's like uh, half price. Yeah, that's more than half price. That's like impulse buy right there. Yeah, if you told me, hey, would you buy this Cooler Master Jazz Mini Aluminum Stand if I could get you a fifty percent discount? I'd probably be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be an iPad. It can be a Surface Three. It could be a Surface Pro. It exactly. could be anything. Now, of course, just voting on a product doesn't mean the manufacturer is going to come back and offer you a great discount, but there are a lot of manufacturers out there. So if your first vote doesn't succeed, well, you know, try, try again. Yeah. So that's Mass Drop in a Nutshell, a site I'd encourage you to check out because, hey, if you're buying and voting, the chances of me getting a better price are as good as yours. So go check it out. For more information on the topics discussed in this podcast, please consult our show notes on HardwareAsylum.com. Stay up to date on the latest at Hardware Asylum by subscribing to our RSS, now available on iTunes. Join us on Facebook or follow us on Google. This has been a Ninja Lane production, copyright 2014. Thanks for listening.